Welcome to the Unstoppable Coach Podcast. I'm Millette Jones, and every weekday I chat with today's most successful coaches, and we learn their secrets to building a thriving coaching business. Are you ready to be unstoppable? Let's go. Welcome to the Unstoppable Coach Podcast, where inspiration and action come together. Today, we're chatting with business coach and psychic Tanya Brown. As a clairvoyant and psychic, she uses her gifts to help entrepreneurs create the business of their dreams. Tanya is also the author of the book, Becoming a Clairvoyant, My Journey to Embracing My Clairvoyant Psychic Gift. Tanya, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Now, before we jump into more about your business, I'd like for you to tell us a little bit about who you are and what you like to do when you're not working. Sure, sure. Well, my name is Tanya Brown. I am a huge Broadway fanatic. That's like my favorite place to go to see a Broadway musical, preferably. Um, I love to travel and uh, I have a shopping problem. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. Well, I I think a lot of us do. (laughs) Everybody loves to be inspired by people's journey. So the first part of our conversation is going to focus on your journey. Okay. So how long have you been coaching and what led you to get into it? I've been coaching for about eight years. I primarily had worked in the fashion industry. And so many of my friends were fascinated by what I did. It seemed so glamorous and so fun. So they basically started to recommend to me clients that wanted to create their own fashion line. So that became a bit more organic. I ended up having clients that I was coaching that I did I was doing on the side in addition to my full-time business. Mm. And then a friend of mine had given me a book called Many Lives, Many Masters um, by a psychic, um, well, he's not a psychic, he's a psychotherapist, Brian Weiss. And that literally opened up the door to a whole different journey. I've always had the knowing. I would have dreams that literally came true. I mean, I'd worry about the traffic getting to an airport and I would have a dream on how to get to the airport and avoid traffic. I would have clients who I knew what they their current business was. Like, for example, one client, I'm looking at his portfolio and I said to him, I get your aesthetic because you're an architect. He said, how do you know I'm an architect? <laughs> like I instinctively knew that. And the book kind of opened the door for me to explore this knowing because I just thought I was, you know, lucky. It was a fluke. It wasn't anything real. I just thought it was a, you know, it was me being weird. (laughs) That's interesting. Yeah, I love the all of the series that that Brian Weiss has put out. Those are amazing books. Quite eye opening, I think. (laughs) Well, well, his um, it's interesting. A friend of mine lent me the book. I have no idea where that book is. And he was having an, an event in New York City. And I wanted to go. And the first event happened during one, uh, Hurricane Sandy. So I couldn't go. It was canceled. The next event I booked and none of my friends could make it. So I went by myself. And I can't meditate to save my life. It was never something that I could do. I would think about my dry cleaning, bills, everything other than calming my mind. So I never thought I would have a, the whole thing was a past life regression. Mm -hmm. I never thought I would have that kind of experience. I thought it was going to be a great speaking event. I would enjoy myself and that's it. But as he goes into the meditation, I was there. Hmm. I had 
two or three regressions that day. But then the pivotal moment happened when um, there was a session called psychometry, where you take an object that someone has and you do a reading based on the energy of the object. So you pick somebody you didn't come with, you don't know. And again, I came by myself, so I knew no one in this room. And this woman came over, we exchanged items. I don't even remember what I gave her, probably my wallet at that point. I have no idea. But she gave me a necklace. And the first thing I heard was her mother. Oh. Now, I'm, I'm very skeptical. So I'm thinking in my head, of course, it's her mother. This is a woman. She gave me a necklace. Common sense would say it's her mother. So as I have my eyes closed, I saw a hu- an image of her on the beach as a child walking with this big dog. And I'm thinking I'm projecting this whole thing mm-hmm. that I have a, I do have an active imagination. So I'm thinking this is just part and parcel with who I am. And in the image, the dog came up to me and licked my face and said, I'm real. So at, at this point, I'm thinking, okay, whatever. I give up. <laughs> the lights go, the lights go on. And I told her verbatim, okay, this is what I saw. This is your mother's necklace, blah, 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 dog. Uh, walking along the beach, you're a child, This is, the dog looks like this, blah, blah, blah. She starts bursting out crying hysterically. Her mother died of cancer a couple of years prior. That Her dog's name was, I forgot the dog's name, that was her family's beach house. And she's going on into all this stuff, and I'm just thinking, oh, my God, what did I just do? Hmm. That started the, okay, this is, maybe you should explore this. So I literally spent like a week just doing free readings. Fre- friends of friends on Facebook. I'm like, who wants a free reading? I'm going to start doing free readings. I want to test this. Uh-huh. And I started to get information I couldn't possibly know. Like this one woman, I did a reading and I, I just blurted out Phantom of the Opera in the conversation. And she was like, well, how do you know that? I'm like, what are you talking about? No one knows that story. And I started to go into detail about what I saw with Phantom of the Opera. She's like, yeah, nobody knows that story. And I'm like, okay, I I give up. (laughs) This is something. And ever since then, it's been growing into, it's changed and evolved. How I get information is not how I get it now. And I found that I can actually connect with clients and help them see what's in their business. I don't see everything because we're not born with a map of how our life is supposed to go. But I, mm-hmm. your guides and my guides will tell me things that will help you get to your goals. Mm. And it allows me to do something I love. I love helping people. It just gives me such joy. Yeah, that's that's a really cool story. And I think it's so interesting how, well, first of all, I think if, if something like that happened to me, I would just think I was going crazy. <laughs> I don't know if I, could, if I could embrace it quite as easily as you seem to have. <laughs> you know, the interesting thing is, I didn't. I mean, I've had these things happen for years. And my family just thinks I'm the crazy one. But they think that lovingly, like, oh, this is Tanya. She's just so crazy. So I just embraced it and moved on. And until I actually embraced this gift, I started to remember things that happened years ago that I forgot about. One of my earliest memories as a child was lying in my little twin bed. And I was in that phase between being asleep and awake. And I remembered being nervous because I felt somebody in the room with me. And when I first thing I heard was, it's okay, I'm your grandmother. And when I opened my eyes, I realized there were two things. One, nobody was there. 
And the second thing is the words were never spoken aloud. They were said in my head. And as a child, I didn't run down to my parents and say, you know, there's a spook or something in my bedroom. (laughs) I just dismissed it and went to go get breakfast. (laughs) But I didn't remember it until I embraced this. And all of a sudden, these type of memories started to come back to me. Oh, wow. To me, that's really, it's really cool that you made the decision to, um, you know, like you said, you were sort of coaching to begin with. And then when you started to really dig into this gift and develop it, that you were able to sort of bring the two together. Now, you know, everybody knows that starting a business has a lot of ups and downs. Mm -hmm. So can you tell us about maybe a disappointment or just a low point when you were getting your business started? Well, one of the issues that I had was I I realized that I needed to focus on the type of people I wanted to work with and help because I was getting clients that were not the best clients for me in the regards of energy. This is a very energy draining business. Hmm. And when you're working with people who are not compatible to you, just because someone wants to work with you doesn't mean that you're a good fit. It's like any relationship. So I started to focus on the type of clients that I wanted and who my ideal client was. And as I figured that out, it made things much easier. So many people who, when they start their business, they just want clients. Mm -hmm. And they're not really focused on who their ideal client is. Because, I mean, let's face it, we all just want to make money. We want to, you know, be profitable. But at the same time, if you're profitable, but you're not working to your best advantage, it's not going to work for you. So it took me the hard way to learn that mm-hmm. because I started to feel a depletion of my energy and I was starting to feel burnt out. And as I started to feel that burnout energy, I pivoted in a different direction and started to focus on who's the best clients for me and who can I best serve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because it it seems like at the beginning, everyone is just interested in, you know, how quickly can I leave my nine to five or how quickly can I make this turn a profit? And, and it's, it's good to hear people who have been there and, and gone through it say, you know, that's just not the best way. You really need to get clear on who you really want to attract. And then that, that financial success will come as you're serving the right person. Yes. And also know what your gifts are. Everybody has one, but just because there's so much comparison out there that I've come, I've had clients that, you know, they've had other coaches that have told them to do exactly what they did, Mm. which is not necessarily in their best interest because that's not your sweet spot or that's not, you know, something that you're good at or even comfortable with. Mm -hmm. So it's knowing where your talents lie and knowing how you can make your talent work for you and not follow someone else's footsteps. Right. Yes, I agree with that. I actually, I had a coach that was uh, pushing me towards their expertise. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, I think that's, that's logical in a way because that's what they're best at teaching is the yes. things that they know really well. But, but it just wasn't something that really resonated with me. And instead of, um, Instead of being vocal about it and saying, no, I don't really feel like that's the right path. Uh, you know, we, it, I kind of just went along with it and it's like, ah, this just isn't working. So yeah, that, that feeling of, of being in a situation where 
it's something just doesn't connect with you. Um, you really have to, to take care of yourself in that respect. Totally. And the minute you do that, it becomes easier. Mm-hmm. You feel it, your marketing and the way you promote your business is more relaxed. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really feel like you're selling yourself. It's almost like it, it's more like storytelling. Oh, I like that, that analogy. That's great. I, I deal with, um, or a lot of my marketing comes from Facebook mm-hmm. and I, I do a lot of stories. I don't tell people's readings or business stuff, but if there's a win that I had or if something funny happened, I share it. And people feel like they've gotten to know me and the type of work that I do mm-hmm. that I'm not selling myself. So as they've gotten to know me and as when they're ready, they're, they're basically ready to work with me and they're contacting me. It's almost, a, well, it's not almost, it's a reverse engineer way of doing business. You're not pitching, pitching, pitching. You're just sharing and telling stories. And when the, the buyer is ready, she will appear. Mm. Yeah, I love that because that just, to me, that almost feels like it, it takes the pressure off of having to you know, be this person that's, that's out there pounding the pavement, looking for those people to get on that discovery call, you know, and mm-hmm. that almost feels, uh, I don't know, difficult for me, um, when I look at things that way. But the way you're talking about doing it is just, just telling a story and the person that, that that feels really good to, they're mm-hmm. going to come to you and, and want to take that next step. So true. And, and also, um, networking. I feel like so many, People, uh, clients that I've spoken to or even from my discovery calls, they're, they're so focused on being in front of their computer and pitching and Facebook ads and, and Twitter. And that's fabulous because that does work. But get phys- physically get out and network and speak to people. Go to networking events. Build your tribe of support. So, I mean, I have a huge group of other entrepreneurs that I connect with that refer me or share my information with other people. And it helps me to find out what's going on outside of my uh, world, especially when, you know, I work from home. Mm. So that can be isolating. Mm. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to ask a, another question. Sure. With that in mind, um, it sounds to me like you're, are you more of an extrovert? Do you, do you feel good when you're getting out and networking with people? You know, it's funny because I always say I'm an introvert, but I make friends everywhere I go. Like I'm never alone. I went somewhere the other day and, oh, that was it. I I went shopping. (laughs) (laughs) I I went to an outlet mall and it's far out in in New Jersey or the upstate New York. So I just took one of those uh, bus things. And who do I get on the bus with? One of the, a guy who's traveling from Asia and I met him and his father and literally it just reminded me I'm never alone. Like I just, people come to me and I, as much as I think I'm an introvert, I have no trouble chatting and connecting with other people, but I do love you know, being a bit of a hermit sometimes. Mm -hmm. Well, that's, that's a great suggestion for the people that enjoy getting out and meeting people and talking to other people is to get out there and network and just spread your spread your message in a really organic and natural way just by having conversations with others. It's fun. And you you never know how that person is going to connect you to the next person. Mm hmm. 
Yeah, it's that's a, that's a great point. It's amazing. Now, talking about, you know, just just being open to making those connections and you know, just having your business sort of evolve in an organic way. One thing that I've found is you have to take consistent action, though, before you really can yes. feel like you're catching a break or, or reaching a tipping point. So can you tell us about a time when you felt like you were finally starting to gain momentum in your business? I, When I started to notice that I had consistent orders without my pitching, like when I felt like I had to, like, you know, ask them, how did you find me? Right. Okay. Because, you know, that became a, well, wait, where's the traffic coming from? And I, my, I actually discovering the other inbox in Facebook was a major thing for me <laughs> because I had to, no, but <laughs> I don't know if you're like me. I had no idea it existed and it was flooded with people who were messaging me for help. And that was the pivotal point of because I love telling stories. And if you're an introvert and you're telling stories on Facebook and when you're in business groups, people resonate. You don't know who's watching you. Mm -hmm. And that's really interesting because I've had people who private message me and they're like, oh, I'd love to book a reading. And I find myself going, oh, here's a testimonial. And they're like, yeah, no, I don't need that. I know who you are. I know you're the real deal. And it was like, Oh, where have you seen me? You forget that you're constantly telling stories or sharing wins or funny thing happened. Um, there was one, and matter of fact, the other part of it is people that you do work for are happy to just toot your horn for you without even you, you realizing it. Mm. I realized my gifts keep changing. And one woman who came to me was just so stressed out and so exhausted with her business that she wasn't sure. She basically wanted to give up. Mm -hmm. She literally wanted to give up. And I don't always go out there and offer help, but I was like, you know what? Because it sounds salesy. So I said, look, you know, this is what I do. I would love to help you. She took me up on it. We did a reading and, and in her business to see what the issue was. And I helped her. But the one thing that hit me, um, which was a big win for me, was... I had no idea I could feel what other people are feeling. Oh. Like I said to, you know, my guides, before I even get gone on the phone, I whether it's a reading or it's business consulting, I want to get an idea what's going on mm -hmm. before I talk to you. So it's it's almost like I'm doing my research. So I connect. And with this woman, I had connected and asked my guides. I'm like, I want to feel what she's feeling. And I started to have pro trouble breathing. It felt like a panic attack. And I say that because I get panic attacks. And the first thing I said to her when I got on the, uh, we got on Skype because she was in Australia. And I said, look, I am not a doctor. I have no medical background whatsoever. But I have to tell you, this is what I got the minute I connected with you. And first thing she said to me was she was so gobsmacked. I love that <laughs> term that I said that she was like, I've been having that issue for over a month now. And I've been ignoring it. Mm. And I was like, well, again, I'm not a doctor, but go to one. <laughs> <laughs> right. But we did go into her business and we helped her gain some clarity and stress 
get rid of the stress in her business because it goes back to she was trying to do what everybody was doing. And when you're on Facebook, it can be very intimidating. You see this person doing six figures in one week. You see this one woman, you know, had 50,000 people sign up for her program. And if you're just right out of the gate and you're just trying, you're trying to build your email list and you're seeing all these people dominate and then you start to self self reflect that you don't feel that you're as good as you can be or you're as big as you should because so-and-so just did it in 24 hours. So that's a lot of stress out there. Yeah. So identify with this client when we identified it and especially her going to the doctor, that was kind of a sidebar. It took a lot of stress away from her and for her to focus on what her gifts were, not what everybody else is doing. What is the best thing for her to do and how she's the best steps she could take to kind of make the traction she needed to get closer to her goal. Well, that's, that's really good because, you know, one thing, and I don't remember who I heard this from, but I have continued to tell myself this over the years. And that is never compare your beginning to someone else's middle. Oh God, it's so true. (laughs) And, but it's so easy to do because when you see people, like you said, when you see people doing, and I think I actually just saw someone who said they'd already done six figures in like the first 11 days of April, you know, it's like, it's, it's difficult when you're first starting out and you see these things and you're like, you know, number one, is that true? And number two, if it is, oh my gosh, how am I ever going to get there? Well, can, can I tell you as, and that's one of the reasons why I, I wrote my book is because when I started to second guess myself, because there's so many psychic shows that I've seen over the years. And I thought to myself, I don't get information like that. I don't do that. I don't walk down the street and go, Hey lady, your mom's talking to me. That's not me. <laughs> right. I do it differently. So this can't be true. I'm not doing it like that woman on TV. And I need, and after, I mean, I wrote the book and then I started to talk to other psychics that I found through, you know, through the internet, um, through various Facebook groups. And I realized everybody's different just because one person is publicizing this is the manner in which they're doing something. That's not the only way, mm-hmm. you know, but it took me a while to embrace that. Right. I just think that that's something. And and now after, I mean, I've been doing different things online since about 2012. So, cool. you know, now I can, I can see people who have those huge successes and it's just like, yeah, you know, that's great for them and yeah. it's no big deal. But, but, at the beginning, it was a lot harder for me to see things. And I think for a lot of, of beginning coaches, it can be difficult to see people who have, you know, close to million dollar launches or, yeah. you know, six figure months, that sort of thing. So yeah, it, it's good. It's good to keep in mind. Yeah. I mean, and it's only it only comes with the experience and the knowledge. It's like you've, you've got to crawl before you can walk mm-hmm. until you start to get some traction and get some experience with clients. You can't go from A to Z. There's right. a whole other alphabet in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, that I love that. That's true. <laughs> you know, speaking of that getting from A to Z, you know, a lot of times we measure success in in hitting goals or certain milestones. So what would you say has been your biggest win or just maybe a favorite achievement so far? 
You know, my biggest win is testimonials. It really is. And I testimonials and actually making somebody who is pessimistic a believer. Because I'm good with skeptics because I'm before this whole thing, I was the biggest skeptic. Uh-huh. So I am if you're skeptical, sure. It's it's like a poker game. It's like, let's go. You know, <laughs> and the I turning them around is the biggest win. I did this radio interview. It was with the station in Atlanta and the guys were very skeptical, but it was fun. They were very polite about it. Mm -hmm. And we, I was supposed to only be on for 15 minutes. They kept me on for 45. Wow. After the, I, I connected before I got on. So I had a whole list of information to give them. So when it was time for me to give the information, it was two uh, co-hosts. It was a guy and a girl. And every time I connected with him, I kept seeing her name. But it was almost like I was brushing off, brushing it off and going, no, 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 I want to focus on him. But her name kept coming up. Mm -hmm. So when I gave him what I saw for him, he kept saying, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, it's not, yeah, it's not registering. We came back from commercial break and he said to me, is there ever a time that you're doing a reading for somebody, but it doesn't resonate with the person you're reading, but it resonates with the person next to them? Because the co-host, the woman... All of this was about her, mm. not him. And I said, well, yeah, when I was doing your reading, her name kept coming up. He goes, yeah, she's sitting here nodding, freaking out because everything you're saying is her life. Oh, wow. But it, it's things like that where you could take somebody who is like, yeah, no, this doesn't resonate with me. And they're skeptical. And at the end of the day, they're like, OK, you know what? I've got a business deal going on. Can you tell me what you see with this? <laughs> so it's fun. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, people don't have to say, you know, oh, well, that only is going to work for Tanya because of the type of, of business she's in. No, I mean, you could take that advice and bring it into your own business. I mean, people who are mindset coaches, there's a lot of people who just, you know, maybe have a little bit of skepticism around, you know, I'm not going to, I don't need to change my mindset. I just need some money coming in, you know, but people can take that advice and bring it into their own business. Oh, truly. And, and the thing is listening to their instincts. Mm, so mm -hmm. many of us and in various ways, we brush off our instincts and we go with in a different direction and then life will show us or business will show us, oh, you know what? I should have tried that because I went with something else. One, one of my clients her business coach kept telling her to do X, Y, and Z. And literally, and that's one of the things that I found when I use my gift in business coaching is the things that I tell my clients are really reaffirming what they've already known, mm -hmm. but they were afraid or shy to accept it. They were trying to go in a different direction. But the fact that I'm telling them something that I couldn't possibly know, it's like, yeah, yeah, I was thinking that, but I didn't want to do that because of this. Right. It's like, no, I'm telling you, you're, gut instincts were right. Go with that. But we have a tendency not to listen to our gut. Oh, that's, that's so good. Because, you know, I was just looking at, at what you were saying as the idea of you can prove your clients wrong, like maybe someone who didn't believe in, in mindset work, you could prove them wrong. But you're actually saying, you know, take that within and use that on yourself. Yes. You know, when you when you try to go against that gut feeling, prove yourself wrong and, and go with your intuition. Totally, totally. And when the whole, the mindset coaches, it's interesting because when The Secret came out and all these things, and I remember turning to my friends and I'm like, we've been doing this for years. We've never called it anything. 
And when you think back on anything in your life, and this is great for business coaches or anybody listening, think about anything in your life that you've manifested, mm. but you never thought you manifested. You just knew without a shadow of a doubt, this was going to happen. Mm-hmm. You were going to achieve this. And you put all the stops in that direction to make it happen. You, in essence, manifested it. You didn't call it manifesting, but you made it a done deal. It wasn't questionable. It was not open for discussion. It was going to happen. When you do that, things happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and a lot of times we like to downplay that because we don't believe that we can pick and choose, but yes. we can. <laughs> yes, totally. Now, before we move on into the part of the podcast that focuses a little bit more on like real action steps that coaches mm-hmm. can take to grow their business, I want to talk about the future just a little bit. Sure. What are you most excited about creating next in your business? I am working on a program. Oh, actually, I've got a couple of things. I'm working on a book, another book just about my life and how my guides affected my life in a positive manner. And I'm actually working on a program to help people or teach them how to tap into their intuition for their business and how to use it. Oh, wow. That's, that sounds really cool. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny because so many people, it, it's something simple, but it's not simple because we ignore it mm. and we don't listen to that voice inside of our head. Right. We dismiss it. And our guides are always trying to get our attention. When you see the same thing over and over again, stop. It has a meaning. You know? <laughs> No, I think that's a great idea because, you know, I've seen, I've read a, a, a couple of books about, um, you know, intuition, but it hasn't been specifically around business. So I think that would be a really interesting read uh, for me in particular, for anybody that that's interested in that sort of thing and is running a business. I think that would be a real home run for people. Yeah. Yeah. We, we need to tap in more. Exactly. Now, this is the part of the conversation that I really love. It's it's talking about what's working right now in business. Mm-hmm. So one thing that I like to stress to coaches is there's a lot of ways to make a living as a coach, you know, online and offline. So can you tell us how you generate revenue in your business today? Well, Facebook, private Facebook groups, mm. connecting in private Facebook groups that have my ideal clients. And one of the things that I've done is I've kind of gone through Facebook and seen and kind of on the side, seeing what groups are appropriate for my ideal customer and then introducing myself. And as the time goes on, telling stories of what I do, how I do it, and just sharing little tidbits of things that have happened with my clients, any wins that I've had, any discoveries that I've had in terms of, um, like I said, my gift has changed over time and how that's happened. So I kind of share those stories with my, with the Facebook groups. And as a result, it's reverse engineered my clients that I do get um, clients through pri- uh, private Facebook groups where they're messaging me to work with me and so forth. And the other um, aspect is, like I said, networking. I try to go to as many network uh, events as I can um, on a monthly basis, um, ones that not only are fun, but are going to uh, expose me to other entrepreneurs. That would be interesting. Oh, and also I'm looking into um, Facebook ads. I do that a little bit. Um, I'm not, um, I'm working with someone who actually is helping me because I've gotten clients 
through Facebook ads, but I'm not using it in the best manner possible. So I'm actually outsourcing that. And that's one of the things that um, I do tell my clients. We can't be experts at everything. Like you can't be a great business coach and a great Facebook ads expert. So if you have to outsource, there's no shame in outsourcing. Yeah, that makes sense. Those are all really great strategies for bringing in new clients. So, so are you mostly doing, um, like one on one consultations and coaching? Is that how you mostly do things? Yes. Yes. And uh, thanks to Acuity, I keep everything. uh, I love that uh, calendar tool. It keeps me organized. Knowing now what you know about building a successful business, what would you say for a brand new coach, what would be the first thing that they should implement if they're wanting to get into coaching and building a business? First thing I would do is just start talking to a client, potential clients. Start uh, giving free help or doing it at a low cost um, price point because you need experience. You need to understand exactly what clients need that you need to understand how you best work you can't just dive into the pool without knowing how to swim you need to like walk in slowly float a little bit before you start to uh, really take take on traction mm. yeah you know that's interesting i've talked to i've talked to several coaches so far and i've i've had some people who say you know i don't give anything away you know i never suggest that someone does a free session I had somebody else that was like, no, I, you know, I give away as much time as I can. You know, I find that building relationships to me helps me because the person that I give something away to, they're going to refer me to someone else. And Mm -hmm. I really like your take on it, which is, you know, to give some of these sessions away so you as a coach can get comfortable working with people and being in that session and learning you know, how you work the best. And, and I think that's a great um, take on, you know, giving that time away. Oh, and you just reminded me of something that I forgot I did. I did free networking events. I did my mm-hmm. own um, sponsored networking events that were free to people who were interested in what I had to serve or provide. And it gave me the talking points because once I connected and understood what the needs were, I could decide whether I could serve that need or not. But until I did these speaking events, I had, I wouldn't say no clue. I didn't have a full understanding of what my clients needed or desired. Mm. I had my interpretation Mm -hmm. of what I thought they would want. But until I got face to face with potential clients and spoke to them, it was a whole different ballgame in terms of what their needs were. So doing free events and free event, it's not like you're solving their problems or helping them when the course, it's all conversation, mm. you know, and you will be amazed on the notes that you will just gather at these events. It's incredibly helpful. And it helps you in, if you're looking to do social media and marketing, it helps you to get the speaking points because if you've done, I don't know, I did a full year of events that helped me just to understand more of the clients like I had no idea that guys were interested and guys would be appropriate in terms of clientele Mm. until I did these events and then the things that the guys were saying to me it was like I would never have thought of that it would never have come to me and then when I did my marketing some of the things that people said to me in terms of what they were looking for that I could help them with 
played into my marketing. Mm-hmm. I knew I could do X. Do you need X? This is what we can do. <laughs> right. Well, what do you mean? I guess I'm not 100% clear. What do you mean when you're saying networking events? Okay. Um, meet, uh, meetup events and Eventbrite. Okay. I would put together like, and my, I wouldn't say monthly, it was bi-monthly or once a quarter. And I did this for like a year mm-hmm. where I would pick a subject of something that I wanted to speak about or I thought was needed. And I would put on an event on, and I would pick up a, a location in the city that was available and wasn't, uh, was a low cost because I didn't have to spend the money. They would just buy cocktails or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they would sign up to the list to go to the event. And I would always have like a speaking point of something I wanted to share with them that I felt was of value. And then once I did that, I would just mingle around everybody else. And they had always had questions for me, mm-hmm. you know, um, and it was, it was really, really helpful, really helpful. So the way I'm picturing this is almost like sort of like a very casual version of of putting on a workshop. Yes. Instead of standing up in front of a crowd and having your slides behind you and going through some sort of a of a training or a, a or you know a, a session where you teach them something, mm-hmm. it's it's just a lot more casual. Like you're putting together a meetup, you you do have some speaking points, but then the bulk of it is just to talk to people, answer questions, and yes. build relationships. Yes, um, and case. Well, wow, that's that's a great strategy. Yeah, one of the um, one of the subjects that I had was finding your ideal customer, mm. and I, you know, and I kind of equated it to Sex in the City, how each girl has a specific look and personality, and how it has it's like an archetype. Mm-hmm. And I would go into this whole conversation about that and how that relates to your business. And while I was done, so many people had other questions, or they would chime in with, you know, things that they wanted to add to what I said or specific questions they had in relation to their business. So it was almost, it was, like you said, it was very informal, but it was, a, I had a talking point that opened the door to their their conversation. Mm, right. Yeah, that's that's actually a really great strategy that, that I haven't really thought of myself before. So that's that's great information right there. You know, Tanya, this has been so good. I have learned so much from this conversation. <laughs> I feel like I could just sort of keep going and keep you on the phone for a while. Thank you. I've, I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed great, it. This is very fun. Well, we're going to finish up with our final five rapid fire questions. Sure. So what's one habit or skill that's helped you become unstoppable? I am a big action taker. I won't spend so as much time on the thought process. I will just jump. A friend of mine uh, coined it uh, when an angel jumps off a cliff, it finds its wings on the way down. And I think about that all the time because so many of us will just analyze a situation and will procrastinate. I'll just dive off and I, you know, either it succeeds or it doesn't. I will learn from my mistakes or I'll learn a lesson and I will tweak and adjust it going forward. So I'm a big action taker in that regard. Yeah, I think I'm guilty of the procrastination (laughs) and overanalyzing. That sounds a lot like me. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's something that that I recognize is not the best 
the best plan all the time. So I'm definitely trying to push myself more into the, you know, take action and, and adjust <laughs> as you need to. <laughs> now, what is one quality that you feel every successful coach needs to develop? Become more extroverted. Even if, even if you are a shy flower, consider it like your acting gig. Put on a persona. I mean, there's so many uh, singers who talk about how they have their alter ego on stage. Think of it as your alter ego. Not, And I don't mean that in the way of being fake or false. You are who you are. But if you need to imagine yourself being someone else in order to give yourself that courage to stand out on that stage, and that stage being, you know, the phone or, you know, an event, do that. Yeah, that's good because that's, I mean, that's, that's my thing. I'm just not, I'm not a big people person in mm -hmm. the sense of going out into a group, mm -hmm. but, but this, that's why I do a lot better on a podcast, but connecting with someone one-on-one -on -one yeah. is, is a lot better for me. So, you know, I think definitely everybody needs to, if you're going to be in business, you just have to find a way to make yourself you know, step out a little bit, even if it's difficult, even if it takes some time. Um, yeah. That That's a great point. Yeah, because other, otherwise you're just going to be, you know, quiet and watching along the sidelines. And that's not where you that's not where you should ever be. Right. Now, recommend one book to us that's had a big impact either on your business or on your life. Many Lives and Many Masters by Brian Weiss. That's that is a great one. I love it. I had no idea until that book. It opens so many doors for me. Now, give us one online resource that you think coaches would love and that you couldn't do business without. Lead Pages. Oh, okay. Yeah, Lead Pages is key. If you and so many people focus I actually had this conversation with somebody the other day. So many people focus on their websites. Mhm. Mm lead Pages is like having a website, but in a shorter period of time, you could put up a website like or page every other week if you chose to. Mm -hmm. It's an easy to use system to capture leads, you know, and for your business. Mm -hmm. And it's not that it's not that pricey either. Now, finally, how can the listeners best connect with you? What social platforms are you hanging out on the most? And what's your website? Well, my website is Lauren St. Julian which is named after my grandmother, who is the the woman who uh, said to me years ago that she was my grandmother and she was watching over me because she was she died the year I was born. So I was mm. named after her. So Lauren St. Julian is where you can find me. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram and I'm on Twitter under Lauren St. Julian. Great. Now, I'll be sure to get all of those links and all of your recommendations on the show notes page. This has been a really amazing conversation. And I want to thank you so much, Tanya, for joining us today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. Thanks for joining us on the Unstoppable Coach Podcast. Be sure to head over to the website at unstoppablecoach.co where you can grab the show notes and check out all the resources and the links to the guest website and social sites. And be sure you join us every weekday when I interview another successful coach and we learn their secrets to building an unstoppable coaching business.